Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the first episode of Third Degree Thursdays, the show where I subject myself to you giving me the third degree. You can send your questions, comments, and concerns to matt at epicrealestate.com and, and type third degree in the subject line or leave me a voicemail on the Epic Hotline at 1-888-891-7203. Do that and I'll respond to you right here on the show. And if you leave a message, I'll actually play your voice right here on the show and you'll be famous. <laughs> Today's question comes via email though from Jeff in Hampton, Virginia. And Jeff asks, I'm interested in purchasing my first income property. And I hear you speak a lot about ROI, return on investment. What's a good ROI? Well, good question, Jeff, and it's a common one. I get that question frequently. And the answer, are you ready for it? Okay, here it comes. It depends. <laughs> Generally speaking, you want your return, Jeff, to outpace inflation, at the very least, to make sure your investment is actually growing. You got to outpace inflation. And depending on what source you read, uh, inflation is probably averaging, I don't know, somewhere between 3 and 4% per year. That's kind of what you hear frequently. And also on top of that, though, what most people don't realize is that that rate doesn't include food or energy costs. So in reality, inflation is probably know, closer to 5 or 6%. Uh, some people will tell you even more than that. Uh, everyone's got their theory on it. It's very subjective, but probably between 3 and 6%, really. And what that means is, your money is losing its buying power by three to six percent a year. Okay, so that's what that's what inflation does to your money. That's why you got to when you're looking at investments and you're looking at the return, you got to calculate the inflation because your your buying power is getting lower and lower. So you got to make sure that you at least outpace that. So with that information right there, if you're not receiving at least a I don't know, I'd say a five percent return on your money, you need to move it. You got to look for something else to do with it. So. You know, that kind of puts a, a whole new twist on your, your savings account. It puts it in a totally different light, doesn't it? I mean, if the typical savings account today is offering less than 1%, I mean, it's like 0.6, 0.7%. I mean, I think uh, mutual, or not mutual funds, but uh, money markets are getting like, you know, 0.8 and 5%. And that's like, whoa, we're advertising this, we're aggressive, this is a good thing. You know, and what that actually translates to is that your money is shrinking. You're losing money in a savings account. You're not actually losing money, but your money's buying power is shrinking by at least three, four, five, even maybe even 6% a year. And that, that right there, that's a real simple explanation to where that expression, savers are losers, comes from. 
It actually goes, it actually goes much deeper than that, and, and it gets much worse. It's pretty ugly if you dig deep enough, but but that that's not Jeff's question. Jeff wants to know what a good ROI is. So generally speaking, I'd say at least 5% annually. The buying power of your money at 5%, at least it's probably standing still at the very least. It's not necessarily growing, not necessarily shrinking. Now, above that, how much you want, you get to decide that, okay? So I don't mean... If you got six or seven percent and you're okay with that, at least you know it's getting bigger. You're not, you know, you're not standing still and you're not losing. But you get to decide. And you want to just kind of go out and look for whatever you can find that's above that. You know, speaking specifically to you, Jeff, and you know, everyone else, you can put yourself in Jeff's shoes. Just pretend I'm I'm speaking to you as well. I'm sharing this for your benefit as well. But I'm gonna ask you, Jeff, um, the money that you do have right now, what is it earning? So if it's in a savings account earning 1%, and let's say you found a 2% return on your income property, you just doubled your return, right? No, you didn't double your return. You actually, you more than doubled your return and you did much better than that. And here's why. If you go back 100 years or so and you're and you track inflation, and you match it up to the appreciation of property values. If you you take the 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 I guess the chart of inflation and watch it how it goes up and down, and then you watch a prop or a property appreciation go up and down. You put them like on top of each other. Those two numbers they run neck and neck. So the fact that you've invested in an income property at the very least, just by the nature of property value appreciation and its history, you've hedged against inflation. Just because you because you invested in an income property, you're keeping up with inflation, okay? And I mean, even if the property doesn't produce an income for you, you you're hedged against inflation. So that's good. That's why real estate is, that's one of the aspects of real estate that makes it really a, a good investment. Now, if you're getting a 2% cash on cash return from the income that that property generates, you're getting a true 2% return on your investment, of which translates to probably five times what you're getting in your savings account. Get it? So you take the, you take the three to four percent of uh, inflation. You put your two percent of cash on cash return on top of that. So you're probably on five to six percent. So that's five times six times what you're getting in your savings account. Alrighty. So minimum three percent inflation hedge, and with a two percent income return, that's five percent. That's the quick and dirty math, but that's basically how it works out. So is that a good ROI? Well, I don't know. You tell me. I mean, if you can't do any better than than five or six percent, then stay there. Stay with that and wait until you can. Keep your eyes open for a better opportunity, but stay there until you can. If you can do better, then do it. A good ROI, in my opinion, it's just the best one that you can find. A good ROI is the best one you can find, but kind of use that um, inflation rate to, you wanna stay at least above that, and then the best one you can find above that, that would be a good ROI. You know, Fernando and, and Mercedes, they have this conversation all the time with our cash flow savvy clients. You know, a few years ago, we were easily finding properties that were producing 14 to 16% cash on cash return. I mean, just just the cash produced by that by that property was generating a 14 to 16% return on the money that our clients put into the property. And that market though, it's shifted. And it's always shifting. It's always going up and down. And, and property prices have increased over the last few years at a pace faster than the market rents have been increasing. And that cash, the cash on cash returns are now closer to 10%, okay? And I talked about this. You can go back, you know, uh, 
you know, a year ago in our episodes and I said, hey, it's going to be changing. This window is shrinking. It's getting, you got to get in. Okay. So that has happened. And in some of our markets, they're dipping into actual single digits. And some of our clients are getting a little discouraged or a little depressed about that and 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 think that this this window of opportunity is closed and, and now they're stuck and, and now they're a little nervous and they want to hold off for a while. They want to sit on the sidelines. And, and that's like the worst thing you can do. That's the worst thing you can do, in my opinion. I mean, meaning if a good ROI is the best one you can find, then where else are you going to get? a 10 or a 9 or an 8% return. You know, maybe the window is closed on on the 14, 15, 16% returns, but at 10, 9 or 8, where can you do better than that? Even if it's a 7% return. You know, if it's a if it's a 7% return on top of a hedge against inflation, the real estate, when when you look at the buying power of your money, a 7% return actually translates into a a real world return of 12 to 14%. Then factor in the tax benefits of owning real estate and boom, you can put a few more points on top of that. So, you know, depending on your income situation, you know, it's not too difficult to get a 20% return on your investment when analyzing beyond the cash on cash return. When you look at inflation or you look at the hedge against inflation, you look at the tax benefits, easy to get 20% most cases. And some people say that they're going to hang out for a while and wait. That's like the worst thing you can do. I mean, where are you going to put your money while you wait? In that savings account at sub 1% or that really aggressive CD that locks your money up for 10 years at 1.5%? How is that better? (laughs) Don't get me started. Sorry, Jeff, that wasn't your question. You asked what a good ROI is. So in summary, you've got to get above a 5% return. That's my opinion based on current inflation rates. So right around 5% or above. Anything above that, your money is at least growing. And what you decide above that 5%, that's up to you. Do your homework, do some research, go for the highest return you can find that you can reasonably and confidently manage. So you're on the right track investing in an income property. Good for you. (laughs) And, And the reason is, you know, one, you're hedged against inflation. And two, you have a certain amount of control over your investment. And it's gonna produce an income for you while you're hedged against your inflation. So... Damn, real estate rocks, doesn't it? It does. I should start a podcast on real estate. Anyway, Jeff, if you have any questions or if my team can be of any help in your income property investment, even if you don't plan to purchase it from us, that's okay. You can still go over to cashflowsavvy.com and click on our click to call feature. That will typically connect you directly with Fernando and and he'll help you in any way that you can. Okay, that's why he's there. And that invitation actually goes out to all of you, by the way. That is what we do. It's why we're here. All righty. So thanks for your question, Jeff. If you have a question, comment, or concern that you'd like me to address here live on the show, send it to me at matt at epicrealestate.com and just type third degree in the subject line or leave me a voicemail on the Epic hotline at 1-888-891-7203. All righty. See you tomorrow for a new episode of Financial Freedom Friday. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.